it'll be really great for our kids to get back out there running around, being with a team, playing with their friends. I mean, they just, so many of, so much of that has been taken away from them. That's my friend Vanessa Gibson, a very dedicated soccer <laughs> mum who is desperate for kids' sport to restart ASAP. Yeah. So you've got a dancer. I've got a dancer. My my son used to play touch. You know, he does bodybuilding, so he doesn't play organised sport. My daughter is a dancer. She's been dancing via Zoom. And let me tell you, it's really hard to dance via Zoom. Yeah, of course it would be. You don't have a partner or anything. So she's really looking forward to it all coming back. She is desperate and her motivation is down. And I think a lot of kids, their motivation is down because they're just, they haven't got to do what they love for so long. They're losing a bit of interest. Yeah, they're losing a lot of interest. I have two out of my three boys uh, saying, I don't want to go back, mum, can't be bothered. And Aww. I went, no, I've paid the fees. Hang in You're there. going back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Monique Dews. This is Keeping Up With Corona Sports Edition. And we hear from Kate Corkery from Sport Australia this episode about how to get kids sport cranking again post ISO. And I'm Robin Bailey, but let's get a news update with Mon. You're listening to Keeping Up With Corona. Restrictions are easing, but kids' sport still on hold for now. Here's a little bit more from my friend soccer mum, Vanessa Gibson, who's worried her kids are losing their sport mojo. Times when I have said to him, like, let's just go down to the park and have a kick or, you know, let's just do some stuff in the backyard. He's actually a bit you know, non-committal about it now. And I'm sure he'll be back, but I can easily see how this could affect a lot of kids in in actually dropping the ball, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, through this shutdown and going, well, actually, I think I'll just stay at home. He's a really passionate little player, you know, but without the AFL games to go to on the weekend where we go and see our team, you know, and then without his his games happening and his training session during the week, absolutely, his motivation has just really dropped right off. Mm, I know the feeling. I think Mm -hmm. you need the peers. You need their own group of people to get them back excited again, I reckon. Well, that's what I'm counting on with my kids. And that sense of competition. Mm. On the line, Kate Corkery from Sport Australia. Hey, Kate, it's Modern Rob from the podcast. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. We've just been talking about kids' sport and getting back into kids' sport and, you know, a lot of kids desperate to get back. A lot of parents are desperate to get back. How is all of that going? You're a mum yourself. You must be relieved that finally we have a plan of sorts. You've got, what a, what is it called, a return to sport toolkit. That's right. Look, no doubt lots of Aussies and Aussie kids have adapted their activity during COVID-19, whether it's been sort of running around the block or out on their scooters or um, bikes or ninja training my boys have taken to, which I think was a form of of judo, um, (laughs) running down my patients. They also got particularly good at, um, but sport offers so many benefits that those sorts of activities can't, and they, they miss the social connection and friendship. Um, so the sort of excitement of getting back to sport is definitely um, big in, in my house and um, this toolkit will hopefully um, help our volunteers who are going to have the lead role in uh, getting sports training competitions back started again, um, a little bit of a helping hand. So what's in the toolkit? There's a lot of resources in the, the toolkit. I mean, mostly we've um, focused on the key areas um, in a checklist, which will give our community pub 
clubs guidance. So talking about venues, talking about hygiene, talking about equipment, those key issues that when we restart training and restart competition are going to be front of mind to create a safe environment. So step one, I think you were saying is training, but that's no contact training. That's going to be really hard for kids. Yeah, look, it is. And we've got to be sensible about these things. I mean, we know that our children are in schools. We know that our children um, like a good a good wrestle and a good game of tag. Um, but it's just about being sensible and taking the precautions that we can in the different environments. What about spectators? Also um, a hard one because I know that my six-year-old uh, loved a large cheer squad um, on the side of the soccer mm-hmm. field. Um, but remember that uh, every sport is different and every venue is different. So just asking people to be sensible and supportive of clubs um, so that every kid can at least have somebody there um, supporting them. I know this is a really tough question, but is there a time frame on all this? Uh, Look, there is, but we can't decide that. Those are decisions for our state and territory governments. um, And what we can do is when sport is back, we need everyone back too. We need people joining teams. We need people signing up for memberships. And we need people volunteering to help. Um, So sport doesn't just survive, but it thrives again. What are you going to do for the sports like soccer that were cut off mid-season or rather didn't even get up and racing, actually? Are the competitions going to be reduced? Look, we're leaving every competition and club and league to make its own decisions about what works for them. The reality is for some sports and, and some clubs, they just might not play this year or this season. Um, they'll save the energy and time of their volunteers so they can come back energy and zest and, and ready to go next year. Um, and we really want to allow the flexibility for, for everyone to make the best decision for their participants and their clubs. You may not know this, but what happens if a club can't financially be sustained through isolation. Is there a risk that some sporting clubs won't come back? Yeah, look, I think there is a risk that some sporting clubs won't come back and and that's a devastating um, thought. What we are encouraging clubs to do is reach out to their state sporting organisations and national sporting organisations. I mean, the the sporting sector in this country um, is really robust and by reaching out to others within the sporting network, within their sport network, Hopefully, um, there'll be capability and support um, as it relates to those financial viability questions, um, as well as questions around you know, safety and risk and all those really exciting uh, issues that the club committees absolutely love dealing with. <laughs> mm. So, Kate, I can see a few chocolate drives coming up, huh? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and and that's the thing. I mean, canteens and, and those sorts of um, aspects of sausage sizzle at, at I mean, they're all things that create income and create connection. So as much as possible, we want those things to be able to continue safely, but also adapt. And we've seen great innovation, not only in um, the way in which training has been delivered, for example, whilst we've all been isolated, um, but also the way in which clubs have uh, activated their resources to do home deliveries or um, other support services, which can keep income moving through a club. Thanks, Kate. I hope everything gets cranking sooner yeah. rather than later. Indeed. Um, my boys are very excited. <laughs> Good. Hey, you're listening to Keeping Up With Corona. Dolly Parton has written oh, a new Dolly. song, COVID-inspired. <laughs> when was the last time we got a song from Dolly? Dolly, I know. Well, she's so busy with her theme park, Dolly World, <laughs> and just being fabulous and being Dolly. She possibly doesn't have time until now. Well, this one is called When Life is Good Again. It's about uh, all the rethinking we've done of our lives while in ISO. Have a listen. When life is good again, 
I'll be a better friend, a bigger person when life is good again. More thoughtful than I've been, I'll be so different then. More in the moment when life is good again. Hmm, Dolly, she's 72. She sounds a bit melancholy there, Oh, no, she? no, but that, you know what? That kind of is that sort of flip side of this whole ISO experience where we go back and go, yeah, you know, what did we learn from this? Go, Dolly! Yeah, and I wonder how many other ISO-inspired songs are on the way. Well, I've heard what there's one coming from Keith Urban, oh. which would be a nice little Aussie country feel. Oh, yeah, and I think Katy Perry's, her Daisies, Daisy's yes, single that was released that. is all about ISO. I'm waiting for the, um, I don't know, the big sort of thumping ISO anthem from U2 or Coldplay or what do you reckon the theme will be? (laughs) Get me out of here! That could be it. Uh, That's Keeping Up With Corona. I'm Monique Hughes. I'm Robin Bailey. Stay safe. Stay sane. Goodbye. Bye.